The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Hi, this is Pastor Johnny Over, founder of the Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park. Here at Sound of Heaven Church, we encourage everyone to understand why they believe what they believe. For me, I had a pretty good childhood, but things got rough fairly quickly. My father was an alcoholic and yet still my best friend. And because of his love for me, which I felt every day, he was my hero. Sadly, my mother had a very different experience. Lonely and sometimes in dangerous situations. The fighting, the marital struggles, the drinking got the best of us and my family fell apart. Through my own personal struggles and demons, I didn't fall. I climbed into the lap of faith and embraced the gospel. Today, I'm ordained and I'm the senior leader of the Sound of Heaven Church. Together with an incredible staff, we offer you the gospel in a way you have never experienced before. Visit my website at soh.church. When considering a church, it's very important to not not only examine their beliefs, but also your own. Visit Sound of Heaven Church at soh.church. That's soh.church. Welcome back, everybody, to Sound of Heaven Radio, where we are incredibly passionate about making the love of Jesus known to all. And we are here with you each and every single Sunday at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Make sure you tell your friends, invite your friends, your family, maybe your great uncle, your second cousin. I'm sure every one of them would absolutely love to listen to the topics that we are going to be discussing. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova. I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park, New York. We'd love for you to come and check us out and visit us on a Sunday. It's so good to always hear from you guys and see you guys coming through. Uh, visit our website at soh.church. You could check out some testimonies. You could see what we're about, read some articles. It's a, it's a really awesome website that gives you kind of the full scope of what we're doing. And if this is your first time listening uh, to Sound of Heaven Radio, our goal is to make Jesus uh, known and to be able to bring to you God and church and Jesus in a real, a raw, and in a very authentic way that may be very different than what you're used to. And we've been having some really great guests the last couple weeks. I'm super excited about my guest, my buddy Caesar today, who's going to be joining us. And we're going to be breaking down a lot of just, again, real talk about uh, about the gospel, about the Bible. And, and again, if this inspires you, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, shoot us an email. Again, check out our website and chat with us. And so today, in our opening segment here, I want to I want to teach a little bit out of Colossians three, um, but I want to I want to set a precedent first before we get in there, and I want to talk to you about languages in the Bible. Language that's used in the Bible is not like languages that we use today, especially in 2020 in the United States of America. You got to understand that they use words and different phrases in different ways that just like we do today, right? So if we make a statement like, hey, you need you need thicker skin, kid, you know, we're not legitimately talking about you having skin that's four inches thick, you know, in order for you to be able to take some take some heat or, you know, uh, you better knock it off or I'll knock you off your high horse. And you see, we use those types of phrases phrases to to express a, a a more deeper meaning. We're trying to express something. And just like we do that today, the Bible does that all the time. So it's very hard to read the Bible in a 2020 framework, a 2020 context, and trying to define words 
like the way we use them today. One of those words that we that we see a lot that we'll see in this scripture, uh, I believe, is the word prophet, right? And you think a prophet, everybody kind of raises their eyebrow up there. They think, uh, oh my gosh, is this guy tell the future? Or is this guy some weird spiritual guru type of person? What is an actual prophet? I want to break that word prophet down for you real quick. A prophet is somebody, in me- as mentioned in the Bible, is somebody who hears God's voice and speaks God's voice. And you may still think that's kooky. Let me break it down for you even a little bit more than that. I want to talk to you about something that we all can relate to, mother's intuition. Have you ever heard of that before? I know listening right now, everybody grasps the concept of mother's intuition, right? We all have had a mom that can do that, right? You do something wrong, you come home with that plastered smile on your face. How'd, you, how'd your day, son? I'm doing great. And your mom knows you're full of garbage. You know She knows that you're absolutely full of it. And it's like, how does she always know this? And that's what we call mother's intuition, right? That's nothing physical. There's nothing scientific. There's no big uh, websites that try to scientifically refute mother's intuition. You just know there's something invisible inside of your mom. That's that God-given spirit, I will call it, that she just knows when you're doing something wrong. And, you, and, and if you come from an Italiano family like me, you get the smack upside the head. The hands start going everywhere. You're just ducking, trying to do your best kung fu moves. And there you go. In the scripture, language is used in a very similar way. So you have to understand some type of context of how that language works before you grasp that. And I'm going to be reading out of Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 17 right now. And uh, again, very much like what we spoke about before, Colossians is an epistle. It's a letter written by Paul to a location called Colossae. And these people here are dealing and struggling with things, just like many of you out there are, just like I am, just like we all are at times, right? And so I'm going to begin. Again, I'm going to be in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. For all you Italiano mothers out there, just relax. This is going to be a good, this is going to be a good mother's intuition moment, not not one of the, when you know your kid's doing things they shouldn't be doing. Uh, and before I read this real quick, you're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova. I want you to check out our website, SOH.Church, and tune in each and every single Sunday at 11 a.m., 7 p.m. Uh, it's always a great time, and uh, uh, we, we appreciate all the listeners out there. So Colossians 3, 1 through 17. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. For it is because of these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. And in them you also once walked when you were living in them. But now you also put them all aside, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another. Do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices and have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. A renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, and free man. But Christ is all and in all. So, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another, and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. 
Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, and with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts of God, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. I love this portion of verses in 1 through 17 here. And the reason why I wanted to break down the languages, because there's a lot of language here. You might be like raising your eyebrows out. Like first, the things where it says that you have been raised in Christ, seeking the things in bo- uh, above. Consider you the members of your earthly body as dead to immor- immortality, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, greed. See, these are all language that is very common when it comes to the scripture in the first century. And so when you see, hey, let your body be dead, God is not rejoicing over physical death of your life. He doesn't want you to die. He's not talking about, oh, he, what is this weird type of talk? Again, picture getting into a fight somebody in the, a fight with somebody and the person yells at you, you're dead to me. Are, are you really dead? No, you're not physically dead. But when it's talking about that exact phrase, it's talking about how you as the human being no longer exist on this planet to me. It's like you, you've you never existed. And that's exactly what the word of God is telling us to do here. It's saying, let immorality be dead to you. Impurity be dead to you. Evil desire be dead to you. Greed dead to you. These are not things that anybody should want to desire. Nobody wakes up and goes, you know what? I want to be greedy today. I want to be selfish today. Even look at the next verse in 8 where it says, anger, let it be dead to you. Wrath, malice, slander, abusive speech. These are the things that God wants out of your life. And I know there are many times, because I've dealt with this myself, where sometimes you get so angry, you just start releasing things out of your mouth and you're like, oh man, man, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I, I, and now you're sitting there walking back everything you said. Now you're cleaning up the mess of the things that you said. And sometimes that stuff takes years, man. That doesn't take, that sounds just like a quick second to do. And God's desire is not for you to act that way. And he's not mad in, at you in a sense of like, oh, I can't believe Johnny said these things. I am so disgraced and embarrassed. See, we always, our mind always goes to those places, right? But no, no, God is encouraging you not to move in those things. Let those things be dead to you because why would a loving God, a loving father want you to deal with the consequences of such things? Why would a loving God want you to, to say things that are going to bring pain to the people you love and to yourself? And that's Every time the scripture mentions things like this, God just doesn't want you. Why would God want you suffering like that? Why would a loving God want you? So people are like, so God is a book of all rules and regulations. No, no, these are not rules. If you break these rules, God still loves you anyway. He still desires you. He still wants you, but he doesn't want you going through that struggle. So we're going to break this down a little bit more. We're going to get really real and raw on some topics here. I'm excited about my guest, Caesar. You're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. Visit our website at SOH.church. Check us out every single Sunday, 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back to the Sound of Heaven Radio. Can you hear it? Can you hear? I'm doing the Hulk Hogan, you know, to the ear thing right now in the studio. 
Can You Hear the Sound of Heaven, Sound of Heaven Radio, where we are passionate about making the love of Jesus known to all. And we are here with you each and every Sunday at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. We'd love for you to tune in and be a weekly participant uh, with us. I am your host, Pastor Johnny Ova, and I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park. Visit our website at soh.church, and uh, you could see all of, you could watch our services live. You could see old services on demand. You could see great, inspiring stories. You could hear amazing testimonies. Uh, and uh, hopefully your life will be one of the testimonies that we could pop up there soon. Um, we've been breaking down Colossians 3. We just began to do that. Uh, and I actually want to introduce my guest earlier because I know we're going to have some great dialogue and conversation in regards to this. Uh, uh, my, my good buddy, Kaiser. I mean, Caesar. Caesar. <laughs> Caesar, yes. All hell Caesar. And, and listen, before we get started here, because I know we're going to get deep in a second where we're not going to be able to break for this, I have to ask you the question that everybody's dying to know, and that is how many push-ups can you do? I'm currently Straight. I'm currently on six and a half to seven. Six and a half to six seven. Six and a half to seven. Yes. Man, life got that bad, huh? It's no, that's actually good. <laughs> that's actually gotten a lot better than where it was. Well, that's good. That's good. So I remember when we first met uh, about a year ago, Caesar. You were at three. So I guess that is improvement. Yeah, that definitely is. That wasn't the only thing that was at three. Okay. <laughs> Everything was at three. <laughs> I know. I love our conversations where we sit in the, and, and he's just like, you know, I'm, I'm at home. I just walk in front of the mirror, I look at myself, and go, "What happened to you?" And he's like, yeah. "We all get there, man. We all get there." I, I, I walk in front of a mirror and I'm sitting there like, "Why do I look like a melted wax can?" right now <laughs> i need to get the dad bod out of here man i just gotta i gotta get this going send him home just send him home so Caesar, i want to bring in on our conversation this is a beautiful transition from melted wax candle bodies to uh to uh colossians chapter three yes and yes. we're talking about putting on the new self and i'm telling you my new self is like arnold schwarzenegger back in the day in the spirit man it's a yeah it's a pretty solid uh pretty solid experience here but i want to talk to you about putting on the new self right and People, when you first hear that, you, you kind of don't grasp that concept of what does that mean? Putting on new self, putting on new self. And and for me, if I were to describe that term, it would be like, you know, listen, before I decided to change my life, man, I, was, I wasn't I was the greatest guy. Uh, I would not be the guy you're, you would want your daughters to date. That's for dang sure. Um, I, I, I knew my selfish and uh, my intent on things. I, if I'm honest with myself, I knew my intent on things. I knew my selfish desires. I, I knew what I wanted. Um, and uh, I was a womanizer. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would say that. I was also a drinker. And when I was a drinker, I got worse. Um, and honestly, it was all to fill a void. To be, if I again, if it was to be real, and, I, and the womanizing was, I just wanted to be the man, right? Selfishness. Yeah. The, the drinking was because you know it just made me feel good, and I was tired of feeling bad all the time. I wanted to, I wanted to feel good uh, for for some point in time. Uh, and when I made the decision to give my heart to Christ, and again, these are terms that may be unfamiliar to you if you're listening right now, uh, where I just trusted in the ways of God that's ex- described in the Bible, like what we just read about putting away these things like malice, malice and wrath and slander and abusive speech, and starting to, to change, to purposely and intentionally change the way that I was doing it, I really saw my life begin to transform uh, in that. When, when, you see, when you hear putting on that new self, what does that mean to you? What, what are some things that pop in your head? Well, the first word, actually, the one thing that stuck out to me was uh was you said change and change is the most pivotal part of anything in life because you'll see a lot of people start to say things like they want a good life but they don't want to be good so when (laughs) that's conflict of interest that's what the bible speaks as as being double-minded and on top of that how can you want to change 
but not make any changes in your life. It sounds like such a very simple statement, but fact is for me, when it came to putting on the new self, change had to happen. And the only way people around you are going to recognize the changes inside of you is when they see transformation. And, and those are transforming the things. I want to, I'm, I'm going through my phone right now because I want to pull up this post that I put uh, up yesterday on, on the Facebook over here, on the book and the gram, right, as we like to call it. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's a true, it really wrong time me. It says, just because a thing entertains you, tastes good to you, feels good to you, invites you in, looks good, doesn't mean it's good for you. Right? Just because a thing entertains you, tastes good to you, feels good to you, invites you in, looks good, doesn't mean it's good for you. And honestly, most of the things that jack us up are things that we kind of like, right? I mean, nobody, yeah. listen, oh, yeah. you know, when, you, when I, I drank because it, I liked the way it made me feel, right? I was, I was sleeping around, messing around because I liked the way it made me feel, right? Mm-hmm. You do drugs, you like the way it makes you feel, right? But if you, you eat cake because you like the way it tastes, it tastes good. But we know that if you just continue to eat cake and cookies and garbage, you ruin your body. You ruin the very thing God created. It's not good for you to, 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 to do that. Moderation is good, right? So, yes. so, so th- that is what rings. And, and it's like, well, I feel like when people say you got to change and when it comes to God, especially, it's like, what am I supposed to be a priest or a monk right now? You know, what do I got to be? Uh, I got to be at the church 24 hours a day. I just don't think that's the case. You know, no, uh, being a priest, number one in the kingdom, we're all priests. Um, number two, being a priest uh, in, in a sense of uh, the secular world isn't really being a priest. It's being a man who recognizes he needs God and wants to help others see that. That's really the extent of it. I wouldn't say that there's some type of um, like extra garment that you throw on that automatically makes you more susceptible to the eyes of God. Right, right. Yeah. And it's the way that I know we, I taught on this yesterday at uh, um, Sunday at, at last Great, week. great word. Let- Check it out. Please. <laughs> Last week at church, I, I taught on, um, I, I, I really kind of broke this down about first things first, about keeping God first in your life. And I, I hit on about responding to sin, responding to your mistakes in your life, right? I, I When I talk to a lot of people who don't believe in God, and I love my conversations of people who don't believe in God. And if you're listening right now and you don't believe in God, my listen, I, I am going to, I would love to talk to you about yeah. God. I would love to, to try to to convince you about how God is, how awesome God is. But even if you never change your mind, I'm going to love you unconditionally anyways. And I feel that most people respond to sin, Caesar, in such an awful way because it's so black or white, right? It's like, oh, you know, I'm trying to break this drinking habit and I did it for six months, but then I fell. And right away your mind goes to, I've messed up, like I haven't gotten any better. And that's just not the case either. No, it's not. And me personally, I know that firsthand. I mean, you know my story. I dealt with a lot of bad decisions. I dealt with drugs. I dealt with actually all kinds of drugs. I've dealt with being a little too promiscuous in my years. I dealt with a lot of things that held me back from actually living a right. good life. And the only thing it did was was tell me, like, you're not worthy. Um keep farther away from being good so you don't have to worry about actually comparing yourself to somebody who is living a good, righteous life. Right, 
Right, yeah. where you justify it, right? Yeah, you justify, yeah. but then you. Funny, ironically, we do that on the flip side too. It's like when when people do harm to us, right away we want to get revenge, right? Or we do things like, oh, oh yeah, well yeah, right. Wait, I'm one. This <laughs> oh, is, yeah. I, or I deserve this, right? My wife mm-hmm. yelled at me. I'm gonna go sleep with this chick because if she doesn't want to do it, then I'm gonna do it with her. Like we get these yeah. mentalities in our head where now we we start justifying the things that we struggle with. That's like we deserve these things right now instead of actually dealing with the consequences of something that we created our individual responsibility towards these things and that's why god is so necessary because that word really steers you in the right direction and it's and it's not easy so i i understand when people don't uh when people don't seek god in the beginning but it doesn't mean that it's not worth it absolutely it's it's absolutely worth it you're listening to sound of heaven radio i'm your host pastor johnny over i'm joined by my guest my good friend caesar uh he's a member of our church over here at sound of heaven listen we break sound of, we break god in the bible down i'm telling you you've never would experience a church like we you do it down break it break it break we it break it down <laughs> and and it, it's 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 an awesome atmosphere it's an atmosphere of love acceptance you learn a lot you learn about about yourself you, you're really with a bunch of other people struggling trying to trying to be the best version of themselves they can be and learning about an amazing god uh themselves and, and we're gonna have different stories like this different guests on we're on every single sunday at 11 a.m and 7 p.m uh, uh on right over here uh on li news radio and we would love for you to visit our website soh.church come check us out and experience church that's just different. It, 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 we want you to 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 take the lead. Just come and check us out. There's no commitment here. It's just it's just an awesome time. It's an awesome experience. Again, there's no condemnation, no hate. We're going to get into the love aspect of this because that's a really important part of Colossians 3 here. Because it, even when God mentions all these things that he wants to change, malice and, and contempt and anger and wrath and all those things, he wraps us up with love. And without love, we have nothing. We literally have nothing. Again, I'm Pastor Johnny Ova, Sound of Heaven Radio. We'll be back in a few more with Caesar and Colossians 3. This is Pastor Johnny Over, founder of the Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park. Here at Sound of Heaven Church, we encourage everyone to understand why they believe what they believe. For me, I had a pretty good childhood, but things got rough fairly quickly. My father was an alcoholic and yet still my best friend. And because of his love for me, which I felt every day, he was my hero. Sadly, my mother had a very different experience. Lonely and sometimes in dangerous situations. The fighting, the marital struggles, the drinking got the best of us and my family fell apart. Through my own personal struggles and demons, I didn't fall. I climbed into the lap of faith and embraced the gospel. Today, I'm ordained and I'm the senior leader of the Sound of Heaven Church. Together with an incredible staff, we offer you the gospel in a way you have never experienced before. Visit my website at soh.church. When considering a church, it's very important to not only examine their beliefs, but also your own. Visit Sound of Heaven Church at soh.church. That's soh.church.
You're tuning in now to Sound of Heaven Radio with a pastor who won't drop your baby during baptism. And that would be me, Pastor Johnny Ova of the Sound of Heaven Church, located in Deer Park. And you're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. (laughs) We're with you each and every Sunday at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. We'd love for you to check us out at SOH.church. Click around our website, see all the amazing testimonies, check out our services, what we're about, our mission, to really just transform this island with the love of God, the love of Jesus Christ. He wants to do something new in your life and new uh, on this earth. And we're just so excited uh, about what we're doing. We're passionate. Caesar, we're pretty passionate, yes, right? very, very I mean, we very li- I was at the church till like, I feel like it was like one o'clock in the morning last night. Wow. Wait till you see on Friday what's going down. Wait. I'm excited. Wait, you should be. Listen, man. Anyways, we're breaking down Colossians chapter three about putting on the new self. And in verse two, it says, set your mind on the things above and not on the things of the earth. And trust me, and, and, and listen, you're, um, you guys listening, you're not dumb, right? You look at what's going on right now. And if you were to set your mind on the things of the earth, you would want to smash your head into a rock or into the side of a wall somewhere. A, 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 and listen, God knows this, right? And I believe that God specifically put Colossians 3 together maybe for 2020 in the United States of America. It's a possibility, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's telling us to set our minds on the things above. And I believe as, as, as crazy as times are right now, we're going to see a lot of great things coming out of this, a lot of good coming out of this. I'm not a doom and gloom type of guy where, you know, the world's condemned to hell and uh, God hates everybody who's sin and, you know, he's just disgusted at what he's created and 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 uh, obviously I don't believe God is obviously happy with everything going on right now, but that doesn't mean that's how God, how awesome and sovereign God is, right? God, God doesn't force anything to go, but no matter what happens, the best is, can, can possibly come out of that. Yeah, it's like it's like you love your wife and the fact is you don't want your wife to leave you, so... You, you, you make sure that you treat her well. But in the process, if someone comes along that you fear to take your wife, you can't exactly stand in the way of that because then you'll never know how she truly feels. And that is the relationship between us as the bride for Christ, who is the groom. Right. And it's, it's super important that I think people understand that when it comes to a topic like this, that without that free will for us to really make the decision to love God, he wouldn't want your love. It's like when your wife says, and I'm pretty sure, if, if I got to tell you to do it, I don't want it. Right, exactly. <laughs> and what type of relationship is that anyway? Too? <laughs> yeah. Let's hit on that. Let's let's hit on free will for a second. Let's talk okay. about let's talk about this because a lot of questions. Again, a main question. Again, I'm sure you you listening have similar question. Like, how could a loving God allow all this craziness to go on right now? Like, why doesn't God just fix this? Just put His hand down, force it, fix it, it remove childhood cancer, remove hunger uh, throughout the world. You know, you know, what is it about the free will aspect versus the the forced? All right, my first, my first impulse that on that is to address the fact that usually the people who ask these questions are non-believers. Right. But what really gets me is that if you have a question about why God won't intervene, that tells me right there that somewhere inside of you, you know that there has to be a creator who is, navig- who is, who is looking at us and expecting something right. out of the created. Right. So that tells me that without admitting that you believe, you either want to or you know it in your heart right right before we even right. get into that conversation right so now as far as the free will aspect of it goes i think that's the part that boggles people because it goes right back to what we were talking about before you want to have a good life but you don't want to be good it's like well if god cares 
why would he let these things happen? Well, why won't you take responsibility for when he told you that don't let these things, don't do this and these things won't happen? (laughs) Seriously, that's it. Like you want to bash God, but name one rule that he has put in that book for us that doesn't work. Right. I got all day. Right. All day. Right. Anyway. No, you're right. It's 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 a very interesting topic because, you know, as we're coming into the love aspect here, we have to touch on this. We have to touch on this topic. I know it's not an easy topic, and a lot of pastors steer clear of the whole free will argument, and you got all, all this sovereignty of God uh, uh, also being forced. But to me, when I read the scriptures, right, and you see all this choose life, choose death, choose me, choose this, choose this, choose this, choose, the, those commands and those things wouldn't even be in scripture if we never had the power to choose, if God was making all of our decisions for us. But honestly, I don't even think that you can have genuine love without the power of choice. Amen. Right? Amen. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's possible. I think I think choice is what makes life great. Yeah, absolutely. I think our suffering we choose to see the light or the dark of it. I think, you know, um, the good times, we choose to see the light or dark of it, which a lot of people choose to see the dark in the good times these days. And that happens like you're talking about. Like if you look at the world right now and you look at what's going on, uh, you know, if you paid attention to the world, what would happen to you? If you paid attention to the world, it would tell you every day to be afraid, to be down, to be not good enough. Right. So you can't, you can't rely on that. You have to rely on something that reminds you of the truth that is you were created with great purpose that god loves you and and beyond when you say i i say oh i hate saying that sometimes <laughs> people like it's like hey how you doing it's like listen i'm here to tell you god loves you they're like yeah i've heard it before right how does god love you right and what is love exactly what is what is your definition of love right because a lot of people think mushy love like how could you how could a loving god allow this to happen here I, and i always think of like my kids right sometimes and, and i love my kids more than life itself i love it's my obvious. wife yes. i love my children mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't mean they don't do bad things and that doesn't mean they don't do have consequences to those things if my if my little lou and and, and if you know me and if, if you see me on on social media you know my little lucy's a character use the rod spare the child yeah, right. <laughs> and and lucy is is the one that would have her hand up over the stove that's on. I'd be like, don't touch it. Don't touch it. And Easy. she'd be looking at me smiling. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't Easy, touch that's it. that's my buddy. Don't touch it. And then boom, she'll touch it, <laughs> scream, cry. Yep. And then imagine some jerk sitting there in the room going, well, if you were a loving father, you wouldn't have allowed your daughter to touch that. I always think of that stuff with God because most of the time, listen, when I was doing some crazy stuff, I knew that I shouldn't be doing this stuff. But I was trying to justify why I did these things, right? And when I think about that, context or even the context of my wife. If I found out today after 10 years of marriage that somebody was paying my wife to love me, that would change everything about our relationship because she's she's being forced to love me despite what she feels. And when you think about the love of God and his love, the power of free will makes his love to me even more profound because my wife sees all my warts, all my shortcomings, all the things that I do wrong, and she still chooses to love on me. She still chooses to be intimate with me. She still chooses to desire me. And God's the same. God not only sees what That's you do. That's a lot. Do, it is a lot. It, <laughs> it really a, is, like if you think about it. When you think about God, now my wife only can, my wife doesn't even know what we're doing right. She knows I'm at the radio show. She knows I'm what you, Caesar. Mm-hmm. She knows that. She doesn't know what I'm doing right here. If I'm checking out chicks across the across the the, the thing, yeah. she would have no idea. God knows every thought in your head. Mm-hmm. God knows every intent of your heart. God knows every hair numbered on your head. Mm-hmm. And with all that knowledge of all the evil that we do in, in, on the inside, he still chooses you. He still chooses to love you. He still wants a relationship with you. He still sent his son to die for you. Your life doesn't surprise God as it's unfolding. Again, 
He knows every choice that you're about to make before you make it and still wants you. And that's overwhelming for believers and non-believers. <laughs> See, when, and, and, that's, and that to me is incredible. Like, I mean, honestly, if you are not a believer, I mean, the dynamic of that is probably not going to hit you as hard as a believer, but it may hit you hard in a totally different area. Right. You know, it may hit you hard that, wow, you actually are excited about that. Like, I don't see it, but you're excited about that. Yeah, and that, some people, it takes time. For me, it happened pretty quick. But fact is, uh, back to your statement about a loving father, uh, a lot of times we mess up the, the, the fact of our heavenly father because our earthly fathers were not anywhere near what a good father is supposed to be. Right. And, and that confusing area is where a lot of the problems happen. Family structure, the way it's being destroyed. Um, honestly, like, if you look at... If you look at uh, people's perspective on a loving father, how could you have a, a perspective on a loving father when 70-some-odd percent of the young men in prison are in prison because of absent fathers? Right. So, of course, your perspective is going to be jacked Yeah, up. the stats on that are just mind-blowing. Insane. But Insane. It's, it's hard to grasp love when you never experience love, right? Yeah. I was in an awful relationship before my marriage with my wife, Rach, and when we started dating, I literally told her before we made this like, official, I'm like, listen, I'm coming with a lot of baggage here. Because I was manipulated for, for, for five, six years. You know? so, so how could I possibly know now what good relationship is and my my experience has been terrible relationships, either me to them or them to me. And and that's what we, we've got to be honest about ourselves with that, right? Understanding the love of a good father is mind-blowing when because it, it doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem like it's even, it, it, it's even comprehensible to you. So a lot of times when people become a Christian or be, begin this relationship with God, this walk with God, I know even those terms sound really weird. It's really yeah. just, it's really just kind of getting into the understanding of what God wants out of my life and, and and how can I learn more about God's heart heart towards me and his expectation on me? And it's so easy, right? Jesus yeah. said my burden is, is, is It really light. is. I mean, you just have to take into consideration the sacrifice of, I mean, that he made, number one. And then number two, like, okay, these are the laws. I want you to love people. Right, right. I know it's hard, <laughs> but I want you to love people. You don't have to, you know, pick up a 150-pound weight and walk with it for a few miles. No, you just have to love people. Right. You just have to take into consideration what I'm saying and watch your life become better. Right, yeah. The horror, the and, horror. And that you unconditional, yeah. we'll get that to say, I, yeah. listen, you're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova. Hope you're enjoying the conversation today. Please check out our website at SOH.church. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you to tune in every single week week 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Sundays uh, where you get to hear dialogue just like this. Uh, you could tweet in questions. You could email in questions. Love to answer them for you. You could email right off of uh, our website, soh.church. Also on there, amazing testimonies, our services, what we're about, the things we're doing in the community to make Long Island a better place for all of us, our families. Uh, it's a, it's an amazing, amazing uh, place with just amazing people there, man. It really is. So I'm so proud of the Sound of Heaven Church, man. Uh, and uh, we'd love to have you at one of our services every Sunday, 10, 30. 30 a.m. Uh, and you'll be there till about noon or so. And it's it's we got coffee bar. We got music is like crazy. I mean, it's 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 pretty wild. But I want to get back to this the, the the love aspect and not understanding this. We don't really grasp. It's it like it'll take you. It's like thinking about the end of the universe. Your mind just goes ow, oh, right? You yeah. know, think about <sighs> things like that. Think about this unconditional love aspect of it, and truly grasping unconditional love. 
will really allow you to grasp how God views your mistakes and your mess ups, right? Because we want to punish ourselves for the things that we know what we've done. And then we get that guilt and that shame. And if you have guilt or shame, I pray right now in the name of God for guilt and shame to be removed from your heart and your mind now in the name of Jesus. There is no shame or guilt in the kingdom of God. And at any point in time, you could call out on the name of Jesus and become a new creation, right? And and just invite him into your heart and then start to understand. Again, it's, it's a more moral guide it's a structure that's very boxed in and and what i mean by it's easy his his standard is perfection which is impossible but check this out no matter how much you make a mistake you're never disqualified amen it's unconditional think about unconditional love means there's not a condition your life can be in where the love of god is just absolutely able to overwhelm you I mean, yeah. I mean, like people ask me all the time, like when my uh, when my children were being born, like, what would you do if they did this? What would you do if they did that? I uh, I don't know. I, I would love them. Like, what do you? How do you want me to answer that? Right. Because there's nothing that my child can do that would make me not love them. There is no flaw in myself that would make me not want to love them. Right. But th- th- but that's the standard that main- mainstream Christianity. I'm just being honest. I, I could be real on on this show. It's my own show, I right? I think so. I think it's, so. It's a disgrace. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it, it's not Christianity. It's not. It's a. It's a business. It's uh It's there's intentions there. There's political intentions. Status. There. It, it, status quo. Power. All of that's tied in, and none of that can be in the kingdom. Because I get those questions too. Well, what if your son wasn't a Christian and became a Muslim? What would you do? I'd love him anyway. What if your son was gay? I love him anyway. I love him anyway. What if your son did that? What if your son was an addict? I love him anyway. Like, mm-hmm. like, and I understand why they're asking that question again because of how awful Christianity has been portrayed. Sin doesn't stop love. No, it doesn't. Yes, yes, very true, very true. Sin doesn't stop love. Sin doesn't stop being there for them. Sin doesn't, and it's the same with God and us. Sin doesn't stop. The, it, God is, it, it, it's a whole reframing of how God does. And that's what makes, I feel like, my job so hard. But it's a task that I'm willing to take on, Caesar, because it, really it needs is hard. to be. <laughs> Your job is really hard. <laughs> because like, I think people feel that, um, that when you become a righteous man, when you become godly, that you just know how to deal with things. And that's not true. Like, I mean, I still experience road rage. Do I enact Wrote, no, I don't. But in my mind, I'm like, is this guy serious? <laughs> I'm like, he saw me. He had to have seen me. Right, right, right. But then right. I'm just like, you know what? Stop and remember that I have cut people off. <laughs> that I also have not used a signal light. <laughs> that I also have done horrible things on the road. Yeah, I'm convinced Long Island has no clue what a signal light is. I am, I, yeah. I, I am convinced. Yeah, I mean. And for those of you who cut Caesar off, if that's you, how dare you? How could you? Uh, I'm absolutely just disgusted that you would cut. Season. I'm holding you accountable for the same things that I have done, <laughs> but don't want to hold myself. <laughs> but accountable. don't want to hold myself accountable. But no, but myself. that's that's the Christianity issue right there. I, I honestly feel you're 150 percent on that. I think we love to we love to have fun with that term that we are the church. Okay, so act like it now. Right, exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know, like when you see someone in need, I don't care if they smell to the heavens. Right. That is a person. That is a person who has been through something, and and we are all just broken people who have broken things along our way. Right. Yep. And but that's when we talk about relationship with Christ. Right. Some of the things that you do in Christ, it's a miracle. It really like to love people the way God's called you to love people is a miracle. You don't need a leg to grow back to be a miracle. So yeah. some of the transformations in your heart. How about forgiveness? 
right? We'll talk about love on that because there's also the chastisement too, right? God chastises those he loves. Absolutely. Right? So so what be, what good parent doesn't discipline their children? What good heavenly father doesn't discipline their children? I, I get into the dis- disagreement with Yvette all the time. I'm like, listen, you got to be harder on the kids. She's like, I can't. I'm like, you're right. It's hard, especially with the, <laughs> especially with the baby around. So it's like... <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a good parent does discipline their children. I don't know one. That doesn't mean brutally beat your child in a corner. No, right? I mean just the kid's not going to like correction. Nobody still. To, you name one person that likes correction, and it's like men saying, "I'm not emotional." Yeah, lose a game. Right. Right. Exactly. See how emotional you get, buddy. Like right. stop. You know, but like we're all emotional creatures. God gave us emotions to experience the ups and downs of this world for his glory, whether you like it or not, take it or leave it. Right. But that is a part of love. If you were not corrected, you ever say to yourself like, wow, I'm so glad they stopped me from going out that night. Right. That would have been a nightmare. My friend was like, hey, you want to come out one day? I'm like, yeah, I do want to go. But you know what? I haven't seen my son. Let me, let me take him a little bit early. So I stood home. Mm-hmm. He went out. They were drinking. One, a girl wound up dying that night. Car wound up rolling. Wow. Uh, one of my friends uh, crushed his hands. It was terrible. One of my friends was in a coma from that. He, was, he went to jail. For, it, was, it was terrible. Right. It was terrible. And the only thing I thought was, wow, what made me want to stop and just call my son? I'm like, listen, we need you know come over early. Right. I didn't see you. Like, pass, let's, let's do that. Instead of going out and enjoying things that would probably with or without the accident have right. not made me a better person. Right. You know, right. so that's what God does. And I was not even a person who recognized God in that time. Right. So for that, in retrospect, when I got saved, I actually looked at things like, wow, I really did. He was, his hand was on me the whole time. Wow. Without a doubt. Yeah. And, and unknowing how, 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 and man, if we yeah. ever got that picture, how many times has God's hand been on us not knowing? And not knowing the things that he's pulled out of our way right. that we didn't see. Right. Like my, forget about it. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. <laughs> I said forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. <laughs> forget well, we're on New York radio, man. You got to say forget yeah. about it, right? Forget yeah. about it. But yeah, and, and we're going to wrap up here. We, we only got a couple minutes left. And, and it's on that forgiveness. Side. I mean, think, how does this make sense? Somebody does wrong to you. You don't forgive them. They're living perfectly fine. And you're the one in torment about it and all twisted up. This is why we need to forget. And in order for you to forgive the people that you need to forgive, it's a miracle. But it really only through God. And this is the things that God teaches us to do because he wants the best for us. And if you're listening out there and you are struggling with sin, your old addictions, your old life, your, your old mindsets, and you want something to change, you may not even know what it needs to change. I want to encourage you today to just call on the name of Christ. Call on the name of Jesus. Invite him into your heart. Just repeat that. You can just repeat that. Say something real simple, Okay. Just say, Jesus, come into my heart and make me new. Let my old self die. I commit my life to you. Have your way in my life. Remove everything that will harm me. I thank you, Jesus, for dying on a cross for me, for overcoming death, for rising again on the third day. And just like you died and were made new in your glorified body, Father God, take away all of the old ways, the old mindsets, the old sin, the old struggles, even the ones I'm dealing with right now, and make me new. Make me a better wife, a better husband, a better father, a better mother, a better son, a better daughter, a better worker. Just make me new, Father God. 
I thank you for all you do. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, if you said that prayer, we want to hear from you. It, it, it can change your life. Just just releasing with your mouth. I, I want to thank you for listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. Caesar, thank you so much for joining me Thanks. today. Thank you so much. For Every having. Sunday, 11 a.m., 7 p.m., tell your friends, tell your friends. Visit us at SOH.Church. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. God bless. Amen. Hallelujah. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.